I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. Happy Friday and welcome to Not Gambling Advice, sponsored by Prize Picks. Use code just gridiron or code just baseball when you download for a full deposit match. You're listening to a guy who's gone one and two back to back Sundays. So I'm switching it up. I'm going back to what works. We have crabs. We have Colby in the Deadpool mask. You know, last Sunday we had Justin, we had Javon. Overall, I think they were around middle of the pack, a couple one and ones, two and ones, one and two. A lot of numbers, a lot of analysis. We got to go to what works using our brains. The numbers may tell a story, but our brains may tell a different one. And I'm welcomed by one of the, two of the best brains I could find. Two winners. Krabs, how are you? <laughs> yeah, one and two is not going to cut it. We're not going to cut three it. And oh, three and oh across the board. Wow. Nine and oh total this week. If not, you're closing down the podcast. It will officially become gambling advice if we don't go nine and oh. That's what I'm saying. Ne- it will never be gambling advice, right, Colby? Never gambling <laughs> advice. Pete, it's just as simple as picking the right side. Yeah. It's, it's that simple. Krabs. There's two buttons. There's two buttons, ladies and gents. One green, one red. Just pick the right one. Crabs. Crabs. One, probably one of the best things you've ever said. Gambling is about pressing the right buttons. Oh, it doesn't is. take too much brain power. And we're, we're going to give you some brain power today, but these are our gut picks. Welcome sure. to Not Gambling Advice Gut Picks. We all have three NFL best bets that we're going to give you, as well as props at the end of the episode, like we always do. Colby, let's start with you. What is your favorite NFL pick? Enough wasting time. Let's get to the gut. Enough wasting time. So last week, I was fired up about the Patriots going in. I picked the Patriots. I made it a two-unit play. I was not on the show, but on my Twitter, I made a two-unit play. That smacked. They won 29 to nothing against the Lions. Guess what? I'm coming back to you with Patriots money line. I know it works. And Patriots money line is what works, especially against the Browns. Bill Belichick dominates the Browns, Pete. Eight and two lifetime against the Browns. The Pats won 45 to seven last season. Also, I don't know why we're pretending that the Browns are all of a sudden a decently good team because they've played the Panthers. They played the Jets. They've played the Steelers and the Falcons. And yes, they barely lost to the Chargers last week, but four out of five of those teams are not good football teams. They have not been tested. They're going to be out coached this week by Bill Belichick, but I am in on zappy fever zappy fever baby the browns have allowed the eighth most yards per play this season new england has the league's 12th best rush yards per attempt cleveland is third worst in run defense so Ramondre stevenson is just going to have a day out there zappy just has to make good decisions get the ball you know 10 yards 15 yards first downs churning out first downs i think the pats win this one you know 27 17 it's almost too many numbers for me. It sounded too good. Krabs, does it sound too good to you? Because I kind of like it. And he also, one more thing, he went with the money line, not the plus two and a half. If you're a little bit scared, you can go plus two and a half. Colby is not scared. That makes me like it even more. But the pitch was almost too good. How did it roll off the tongue for you? Do not get scared of plus signs, ladies and gents. That's rule number one. I'm happy that we have people on the show who are not afraid of a good plus sign. Okay. Um, I like the play. I lean Patriots as well. What scares me a little bit is that you ripped off all those numbers, all those statistics, all that data, uh, and the Browns are sitting at a favorite. Hmm. 
a little weird, especially with how pretty good they've looked with Zappy. Uh, I think the whole rest of the world is called Zappy Fever. Shit, I've been rooting for this guy since he was at Western Kentucky, absolutely slinging the football. The dude was a stud last year. Um, and I've been saying they should start him. And Mac Jones, if I was him, I would not be sleeping well at night at all. At Perhaps, all. Can, I, can I challenge you there for a second, though? Wow. Because betters, sure. betters have not caught Zappy Fever yet. More money is currently on the Browns and the Patriots. And guess what? The line has shrunk to two and a half. It actually opened at plus three for the Patriots, shrunk to two and a half with less money on the Patriots. Crabs, you may need to suck on that. Yeah, so let me give you the data that I got right in front of me from DraftKings. Wow. Wow. Uh, We've got 77% of the bets, or sorry, we've got uh, 51% of bets, but 71% of the handle on the Pats ML skis. So that's actually, that's the cold hard facts right there, brother. And then the wow. spread is pretty even, 52% of bets, but 48%, or sorry, 42% of the handle on the Pats. So on the MLs, you're getting people back in Bell, and you're getting people back in Zappy with some bigger bets. Not any numbers to be really concerned about. I do like Zappy, but to be honest with you, I think you hit the nail on the head when you brought up Ramondre Stevenson. I think they're just going to feed him, and he's about to be an absolute weapon out there on the field. I like the Pats as well. I like taking the points, though. Plus two and a half is one of my favorite bets, so I would go with that. But I do think you're on the right side. I do. Let's go to your favorite side, Krabs. And we're definitely going to hear probably about Ramondre Stevenson when we talk about our props. What What is your favorite best bet on Sunday? Yeah. Give me the Steelers. Wow. I want Kenny Pickett. And I want his little hands. He's about to cover. He might not win, but those little hands are going to cover. Keep this within eight points. I like it. Nobody else is going to be on this play this whole week. The Pittsburgh Steelers got absolutely shellacked last week against the Bills. And now Tom Brady, who's probably a little bit frustrated, probably hasn't gotten laid in a little while. People are thinking he's coming into town, uh, looking for a really, really big win here when they're sitting at three and two, and they probably should be four and one or five and oh with Tom Brady, the GOAT, as their QB. Uh, My point there is they're not going to be comfortable. So the public's thinking that Tampa Bay is going to come in and roll kind of like the Bills did against the Steelers last week. No, 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 not so fast. Take a page out of Lee Corso's playbook. This one's staying within a touchdown. Give me Mike Tomlin plus eight and a half points. You're going to see Kenny Pickett look the best he's looked all year. They're going to run the ball with Najee, uh, and they're going to keep this close. It's gross. I know that total is a little higher than I expected it to be, which tells me that Tampa Bay either wins this game by 100 or – Pittsburgh scores a little bit more than we think. And I'm going with the latter here. I want the Steelers with the points at home. Mike Tomlin is a covering God, and he gets it done again this weekend in Pittsburgh. With that said, first, I am on that side. I'm not going to be betting on the Steelers, but I am in that game. And that brings me to it. It's my third favorite. It's my least confident. Still like it. Still playing it for the same amount of units. But I will be on the under 44 in that game. It did open up a little high, and I agree with you. And I thought that it would be a little bit square. I looked at it, and then I saw a lot of the public on it. When I looked, especially on Action Network, it said about 70% of the money was on the over, yet the line was going down. I'm just not sure where the points are going to come from the Steelers. The Bucks defense has been one of, if not the best defense in all of football, and the Bucks offense has not impressed me either. And Mike Tomlin knows how to play Tom Brady. He's played him 40,000 times. I think this is going to be low scoring. I do agree with you, Krabs. I do see the Steelers covering this number. I just think it's going to be low scoring. 
I don't see a lot of points coming in from the Steelers. Kenny Pickett against this Bucks defense, I just don't see it. But at the same time, I don't think Tom Brady and the Bucks are going to dominate that Steelers defense either. Give me the under 44, and it's even moved down to 43.5, opened at 44.5 with money on the over. So I'm going to go with the under. You still like the Steelers a little bit better than that total? Because I know it is a little high, and that probably sketches you out a little bit. It sketches me out a lot. It really does. And, hey, it's a Steelers game. The clock could be running the whole time, but this is Kenny Pickett. This isn't Mitch Trubisky. He's going to be running around. He's going to be making plays. He might throw a pick or two, which could be bad for your under, to be honest with you, depending on where it is on the field. Um, but he's also probably going to have a pretty big play or two as well. This is not Mitch. This is not check down central. This is big play, uh, new Kenny Pickett. And I think he's going to look his best. I don't lean the over or the under on this one. I do think it opened up high. So I think it's more of a coin flip for that total, but give me Pittsburgh at home. I want the points. I see what you're saying. What I saw last week with Kenny Pickett against the Bills is he didn't have a prayer. And I just don't see a resurgence against a defense that is just as good as the Bills. It's one of the best defenses in the NFL. But at the same time, why I think I like the Steelers is I don't think that Tom Brady's going to dominate them. Colby, what's your read on this game? I'm... I'm just kind of confused with the Bucks offense, which you guys really haven't mentioned because the Bucks have not scored all season, mm-hmm. right? The only time they've eclipsed 30 points this year is when they played the Chiefs in that shootout, right? They have not scored at all. They put up 21 against the Falcons last week. They put up 12 against the Packers, 20 against the Saints, and 19 against the Cowboys. They've barely scored 20 points in each game, right? So I like the under here, Pete. There we go. What about your favorite next bet? All right, let's bring it over to Sunday night football, Eagles-Cowboys. So I think you're going to see a theme here with why I like the Eagles and why I like the Pats is because I'm buying that the Browns have played a week schedule so far, and I think they're being hyped up a little bit more than they you know, are. And I think the Cowboys are being propped up a little bit more. But the story of this game to start is Dak. Is Dak going to be under center? And he practiced today. Reports say that he felt good throwing today. Um, but I think it's a little bit of a game of smoke and mirrors. I don't think he's going to be under center. I think Cooper Rush will be starting this game. The line is six and a half, and I like Eagles six and a half, minus six and a half. The Cowboys have beat the Bengals in week two when they clearly weren't right, right? They did not start well. Then they played the Giants in week three, Commanders in week four, and then the lowly Rams. The Rams have looked terrible. They have a bad offensive line, and that's the Cowboys' strength is their defensive line, but... I don't think it's really going to matter against this Eagles offense, which is just insanity. Five insane playmakers, right? Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith. Dallas Goddard has been one of the best tight ends in the league this year. I think the Eagles are going to put up so many points in this game that this Cowboys offense is just not going to be able to keep up, right? Cowboys have averaged 5.1 yards per play this year. That's 23rd in the NFL. Eagles have 5.9 yards per play. That is 7th right? The defenses are both good, but this Eagles offense is just such a strength. I think they win by more than the touchdown. If I'm an Eagles better, I almost want Dak to play. And I know it (laughs) sounds weird. And I'm not saying that Cooper Rush is better than Dak, but I think Dak in his first week back from an injury will look a little bit rusty. And then I think that line is going to get an overreaction. So I would side with the Eagles. I would almost wait to play the number until we hear about Dak, because I think that you could get a better price on the Eagles. 
But at this current juncture, Krabs, I think it has to be the Eagles, right? Like, I think this is the biggest buy high spot on the Cowboys possible. And it's the Cowboys, right? Kind of similar to that over. It's like a Tom Brady over. The public will always see that and want to bet on the over in a Tom Brady game. Similar here. It's just, you know, it's the Dallas Cowboys and Cooper (laughs) Rush, the whole story about it. I would definitely lean Eagles here. It's not one of my favorites, but Colby, I'm most likely going to be on your side, but I'm going to wait for the DAC price. I only think the Bills are better than the Eagles at this stage. Like, I'm putting the Eagles above the Chiefs at this point. They're going to smash them. I love it. Whoa. I'm on the Eagles over nine and a half win total. I love the Eagles this year. I love them. the Eagles and the Chiefs play each other on a neutral field, you're taking the Eagles to win that game. Yeah. You heard him, Krabs? It's called his gut. Ever heard of it? I did hear him. I confirmed heard him. I didn't like what I heard, but I heard it. Um, I do like that pick, though. The Eagles are actually my survivor pick. I shouldn't even be telling you guys this because you're probably scavenging around looking for who you're going to take if you're still alive. Um, I'm, I'm dead. Eagles. You shouldn't be yeah. telling us I'm this. dead. Well, yeah, because I don't want you to take my pick. I want you to take the Rams because they might lose this week. Wow. Um, actually, I don't oh, know if they're going to lose this week. Yeah, but I don't know if they're going to cover. Anywho, let's cut the shit, get back to business here. Um, I love the Eagles pick. Yes, Colby, they roll here. Um, Dak is not going to play. This is like the perfect turnover spot here for Jerry Jones. I can see him working them like a puppet already working McCarthy, like a big fat puppet. Uh, they're going to put Cooper rush out there. They're going to lose. And they're going to use that as an excuse and a transition period to go back to Dak the following week. when he has another extra week of rest. I guarantee you Dak probably could have played last week, but they're not <laughs> taking out Cooper rush right now because the guy hasn't fucking lost. He can't lose, but they're going to lose this game. The magic's going to be over. The Eagles are going to roll, and they're going to cover the spread. I agree with you. I love this play. Would you rather have Cooper Rush or Russell Wilson? Um, I'd rather have Russell Wilson. I'm not a fucking idiot. Yeah, but you're not confident in that answer. <laughs> I, that was about as confident as it gets. That um had at least five M's. I agree. Mm, all right, that's fair. It was, <laughs> that's... Long, it was a long um. It was. I'll give you that. All right, so Eagles are your survivor pick. You like them on the spread, but it's not one of your favorites. What's your second favorite? Give me the Dolphins. Wow. Peter, you know who started quarterback for the Dolphins this week? You Don't know. know. Nope. Colby, Colby, you know his name? Um, Something Skyler. Skyler Thompson. Remember the name. He's about wow. to win this game outright. I'm taking the points, though. I'm not a heathen. I'm not a caveman. Okay? <laughs> I'm taking the points, obviously. This spread is ridiculous. They're putting the Dolphins, who have looked like shit the last two weeks since two has gone out, there's literally a quarterback starting this game who people don't even know who he is. Peter doesn't even know who he is. They're getting only three and a half points at home against Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson after that performance that they just put up together. And the 4-1 Vikings, who have one of the best offenses in the league. And you're in putting both. the Dolphins at only plus three and a half at home with the quarterback people don't even know who the heck he is? Are you kidding me? Yeah, This I love is this a trap one. and a half. Give me the Finns at home. I think they win this game outright. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think Kurt's going to look like an idiot. Kirk's going to look like an idiot, excuse me. Um, low-scoring, gross, a lot of turnovers. Miami's defense is who's going to win this game, not Skyler. It's Miami's defense. They get it done. They win this game, but take the points. Don't Remember, be an idiot. I agree. I I'm, I really like this pick, honestly, Krabs. Like, I didn't even know who the quarterback was. I didn't even think it mattered. It's It is possible – that Teddy comes back, we're assuming that he's not. 
I think he passed some protocols, but he's got to clear some stuff. I just don't think he's going to play. And then two is definitely not going to play. So we're going to have this no name dolphin. Does he cover or does he win the game outright? I'm not sure. Is three and a half one of the sketchiest lines? And we're about to get to some sketchy lines. That's what I'm playing this week. The sketchiest lines I can find. Sure. Dolphins is one of them. I was deciding between this under and Steelers versus Bucks and that Dolphins line because it is so disgusting. Remember, Vikings defense is awful. Like, let's not forget that. They let the Bears come back on them, and now they have to go into Miami, where Miami has dominated this season in the hot sun. Teams don't like playing down there, especially cold weather teams like the Minnesota Vikings. Is it I, hot down there in October, though? I think it is still kind of warm. I think it is. It's Miami. I think it's going to be 80 degrees. Oh, it sounds amazing. I mean, yeah, it's amazing. We're up in, in your New York, just the grossest weather possible, having the Yankees Guardians game getting rained out while it's hot still in Miami. But I agree. I think that I think the Vikings are going to have trouble no matter who's at quarterback. And we're going to get to one of my favorite props, which is a Dolphins offensive player in that game. I think they're going to do well. I think they're going to do well here. I'm so, confused because the bets are split on this game. I would really expect for the public to be at least more bets on the Vikings here. But it's weird. It's 50-50 right now. Krabs, what do you see on that hunch? Seeing 28% of the bets, but 63% of the handle on plus three and a half. So Sharp. some people are dropping the fucking hammer on those big betters. And then on the ML, this is exactly what we want to see. Only 23% of bets and 27% of handle on the ML. So I'm totally fine with that. I'm not pressed about it. The fact that there's twice as much handle as there are bets, and it's still around that 60%. It's not, you know, 70 or 80. I'm cool with it. It's fine. I think people are walking into these sports books dropping fucking nukes on the Dolphins. It's also tough, too, because we're recording this on Thursday. There's going to be a lot of Friday, Saturday, Sunday money. I'm sure, Krebs, and I'm sure you can imagine, people are going to come in on the Vikings Friday, Saturday, and Sunday when a lot of the public makes their bets. I think that's very clear. Like, I make my bets usually Tuesday, Wednesday, get them in early, my favorite sides, and then we'll see mm -hmm. how the money ends up. Um, but that's one where I think you have the right number with Dolphins plus three and a half. Do you think that you could get a four or do you think three and a half is where it goes? Um, I think it's definitely possible. The line moved from three to three and a half. That's so what I'm saying. Possible, but I really don't think it will with these sharp lines like this. I'd be, I'd be pretty surprised. It I'm seeing, could. I'm seeing plus three at plus 100 right now. Mm. Grab that so three and a half while you can. It's already it's already starting to move back. It's already starting to move back. So yeah, I don't I don't think so. I don't think they're gonna give us four here. If they do, I'm gonna have to double down. Um, but I'm gonna take plus three and a half. And even if it's at three by the time this podcast is being shown and I'm in a commander's jersey looking like a freaking idiot after we lose on Thursday night football, I still like three. And you know what? I still like two and a half. I don't give a hoot. I love right? it. I love that. I don't, I don't give a hoot. I don't stop giving a shit and start winning bets. Yeah, I'm getting click the right button. That's the click. right button. There it is. Boom. I'll give you another good button. Bills minus two and a half against the Chiefs. This yep. Bills team was created for this game. Yep. The Bills built their team in order to win this game. Isn't it interesting that everyone's coming in on the Chiefs and they're underdogs? How easy can it be, right? This is one of those games where the Bills win. And I kind of think they run away with it. I'm thinking about betting on Bills minus six and a half. That's where I'm at on this Bills team. I think the Bills are the best team in the NFL currently. I think they're better than the Chiefs. 
remember the Chiefs are at home at Arrowhead. They just had a tough divisional game. It was kind of a look ahead spot because, you know, they had a tough game the week before. Then they faced the Raiders and they only won that game by one. And now they're going into Kansas City again to face the Bills. And you, you as the better, get to get the Chiefs at plus two and a half. That is bogus. I will be on the Bills. Josh Allen is going to have the game of his life. This could be one of those games where, I mean, you know this, Krabs. We've seen this in Bills Chiefs games where the team who has the ball last ends up winning the game. If I get less than a field goal with the Bills, I think that'll be the Bills this time around. This line is disgusting. And I'll be all over the Bills while the public comes in on the Chiefs. Give me Bills minus two and a half. And we've already seen some threes out there. We've seen some threes out there. And you're giving the Chiefs with a field goal? No, sir. If it gets to three, I'll be on Bills minus six and a half. You heard it here first. (laughs) So a couple things. Number one, it's going to go to three. Number two... There's actually more money at this point, a little bit, on the Bills. Now, I'm not panicking. I'm not panicking because generally, earlier money is smarter money, generally. Now, no money is really smart money in sports betting because it's sports betting, right? Everyone in this fucking – everyone's an idiot pretty much. (laughs) Um, Just plain and simple. But it's early. I'm not panicking yet. I do think there will be late money coming in on the Chiefs once we get through this game and everyone all the sports books – tweeting about how great Carson Wentz is on Thursday. Then we'll start getting to the tweets about Pat Mahomes being 7-0-1 ATS in his career as an underdog. He has never lost your money as an underdog ever, Peter. And he's never been an underdog at home. Yeah, and that's why this line makes no fucking sense, and that's why Peter hit the nail on the head. This is the right play. I'm not sure if I'll be on ML just to cut the shit or spread. But I'm with you, Peter. If this moves to three, or God forbid it goes to three and a half after it opened up at minus one and a half, give me that alt line. Sure. Sure. Don't be afraid of, don't be afraid of it. Don't, I'm w- seeing three at plus 105 right now. And what I will say is, on Action Network, remember, it's not everything. I did see it on Covers.com, too, and I saw it on CBS Sports. 63% of the tickets are currently on the Chiefs. So maybe some money... Might be more on the Bills because, like you said, Krabs, maybe those sharper groups are coming in on the Bills, driving that price up. But currently, as we sit on Thursday, more tickets are on the Chiefs. So I think that is a good sign. It's definitely going to be – everyone's going to be on every side of this, but I'm going to be on the Bills side. They're going to come in. I also – like, on a neutral field, what Vegas is telling us is that the Bills are five points better than the Chiefs are. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I'm not putting a ton of stock into Arrowhead. I know it's going to be loud, but Josh Allen, if we're talking about guys on the road, he's been perfectly fine. I think he comes in there. This is <clears throat> the Bills' Super Bowl. This is their Super Bowl this year. They were built to beat the Chiefs, Colby. They were built on it. Give them to me. Yeah. I've got the grossest play next. Third Let's pick. Go. Let's get after it. Just just a gross football game here. We got the Rams and the Panthers, and I want no part of scoring in this game. Under 42. What fires me up most, Peter, what fires me up most, Krabs, is this move to 41 and a half during this podcast. We started this Good. podcast. This was at 42. Now it's at 41 and a half. I love it even more. The Rams are dead last in yards per play. Can you believe that, Peter? Yeah, I watch them every week. They are infuriating <laughs> to watch. Yes. I love yeah. this. And it's funny. I put this out on Twitter. <laughs> At the beginning of the season, I was this bandwagon Rams fan. 
Now, no one's called me a bandwagon since because they suck, Colby. They suck. And now, now I'm not a bandwagon. Am I a bandwagon now, Krabs, now that they're bad? If they win this week, um, am I a bandwagon again? You're still a bandwagon no matter what. All right, there we go. Go ahead. I go. just have never seen you wear any Rams merch in Dice ever. Only after the win. I just, uh, you've never seen me in my pajamas. <laughs> I, I well, hope I never probably, do. I hope you never do yeah. either. <laughs> go ahead. Give me your Anyways, pitch. back to business. Back to business. All right. This, I mean, I'm, I'm going to keep it short and sweet here, right? I just told you the Rams suck on offense. Carolina just fired their head coach. Everyone's going to think, oh, man, they're coming out with a vengeance, right? Fired the head coach. Everybody's fired up, fired up. No, Christian McCaffrey is going to get traded. Everybody's going to get traded from this shithole team two despicable teams give me a 23 16 rams win under 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 grab it at 42 i still like it at 41 and a half i think the panthers could be the worst team in the nfl the only reason why they somehow might keep this game close is because new head coach new quarterback most likely and uh normally more often than not those teams actually perform and the rams make me want to throw hammers at my television so I like this under crops. Can't lie, because my Rams can't score and the Panthers are poverty. The the Panthers are are also not a huge liability on defense. Like they still do have somewhat of a defense. Brian no, Burns do. is lit and like they they can they can make some plays. Yeah, and it doesn't even matter because the Rams can't score anyway. So it could be us three in the secondary and they wouldn't score because Allen Robinson runs a five seven forty. <laughs> what do you think about this play, Krabs? I like the under in this play. You're looking at two teams who the first thing you think of is scoring, right? You think of fucking Panthers, poverty, fucking defense, but they could put up some points. And you're thinking, you know, it's the Rams. You're thinking offense. First thing you think of. And honestly, Baker Mayfield's probably going to be out this week. So that's probably a plus for their offense too. I think you flip that. You take the under here. New quarterback, that's going to be a tough one. And then the Rams are just completely overrated and still absolutely powering through a Super Bowl hangover um, that I can relate to. I've had two day hangovers at this point in my life. They're on like a freaking six month hangover from the Super Bowl. They need to grow up and figure it out. It's kind of sad in this game. We're about 33% through the season, gentlemen. It's kind of sad. Yeah, it is kind of sad. I don't know why you would say that. That was, that was not good. Not Apologies. Good get Get the energy back up with your third and final pick. Gosh, man. Just beating us down. All right. Third pick. You ready? No. Okay. We got the Seahawks. Give me Geno Smith. They don't believe. They don't believe in Geno. I saw so many people on Twitter today saying they dropped Russell Wilson for Geno Smith in fantasy. And there's a legitimate reason for that. I mean, the guy has been absolutely balling straight up. Don't fucking sleep on Pete Carroll. Everyone talking shit about Pete Carroll looks like an idiot right now. They look like an idiot. Idiots. And I'm not saying Seattle's been freaking winning all these games. They're only two and three, but they've been competitive in every single game they've played in. Every single game they've played in. I absolutely love Seattle here. I don't care about the Cardinals are good on the road narrative. I want to fade the Cardinals every single week. This is honestly just a Cardinals fade play for me. I don't believe in Kyler. I think he's got his head up his ass. I think their coach is more concerned about how he looks in his sunglasses on the sidelines. Does look good, though. Then he does call and plays. He's a good-looking guy, for sure. Can't coach for shit. (laughs) He's about to get fired after this season. This defense stinks. Geno's about to run through it. You're going to see Kenneth Walker get his first career start. You don't think he's hungry to get fucking 100 yards and a touchdown? He's getting it at home in front of the 12th man. That place is about to be nuts. 
I'm tired of the Kyler can win games on the road narrative. This team is already two and three. They're already underperforming and they're an absolute dumpster fire. They're more like the Kardashians TV show with all their freaking drama than they are a football team. Give me the silent killers, the Seahawks with old man Pete Carroll and Geno Smith cruising along, making all the plays and that Seattle defense who doesn't have anybody good left, but they still come out and perform because Pete Carroll's a freaking genius. Give me Seattle. This line is too short and it's too short because they're going to win this goddamn game. Give me the plus two and a half. No, else is too short. Favorite spread. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's too short. Yeah, he is a little too short. And he's, you know, his fingers are probably going to be sore from playing Cod all weekend. (laughs) Straight up. (laughs) What I will say, the only thing that you said that I think was incorrect there, because I love the side, I love the Seahawks this week, and you're going to love my favorite player, Pop, is that you said the defense is performing. Not ain't. It's like the worst defense I've ever seen. They allow 50 points week in and week out. But... I think that Geno Smith and the Seahawks are just going to outscore them. So my question to you is, are you going to grow up and take the money line or are you going to do plus two and a half? Always take plus two and a half. That's my favorite number in football. If you see plus two and a half, honestly, that's the right button six or seven times out of 10. Don't not even the Chiefs, it, though. Just lock it in. Not the Chiefs, no, though. Not the Chiefs. Not the Chiefs. Well, I didn't say 10 out of 10. <laughs> I didn't say 10 out of 10. That's one of the, that's one of the few. No, and we're going to get to my favorite player prop uh, later in a little bit, and it's going to be in that game. The grossest line of the week, in my opinion. I don't blame you if you don't want to take it, but it's the right button. And that's the Saints plus two. I might just take them on the money line because I think they're going to win. I love Saints. That. Saints can start to run the football. We saw Alvin Kamara come back. We saw over 200 yards on the ground. And we know, like the Bengals, they're a good football team. But do I think that they're going to come into New Orleans and win this game? I do not. I think that first, this is also kind of a revenge spot, sort of, kind of. If we're looking for narratives, Andy Dalton going up against his old Bengals team. I like Taysom Hill. I think he's performed well. Uh, we saw him have that big run. And the Saints just look better. They've also been, and I saw this even on Action Network, one of the unluckiest teams in the NFL this season. This is a disgusting line. Mm-hmm. There is no reason for it to be this close against a Bengals team who has been showing out. I know they lost on primetime to the Ravens. So maybe you're thinking, are you buying low on the Bengals? No, because the Bengals covered for, for, you know, the Bengals covered when the Ravens had all the public on it. So it's, it's a loss in a game, but it's not a loss at the spread or against the spread. Excuse me. Give me the saints plus two. I will be on the money line. They're winning this game. Colby. This is the worst line I've ever seen. Makes no sense. What if I told you, the New Orleans Saints have the sixth highest yards per play this year. They're a good football team. And when you're establishing on the ground with Kamara back and you have Taysom Hill, you have a lot of different looks here. Chris Olave looks like a great wide receiver. They are a better team than what they've shown. They're always better at home. I think they win this game outright against the Bengals. And in terms of tickets from BetMGM, the Bengals are the most bet team and that line is going in the direction of the Saints. Shut up. I'm music taking the Saints, ears. Crabs. It's music to my fucking ears, dude. What do you it's think? music to my fucking ears. I mean, I absolutely love it. I was pissed you were pitching this one because it was going to be one of mine. It might be my favorite play of the week. I'm right there with you, dude. Give me Andy Dalton. Give me the Saints. Andy Dalton looked fine. Fine. Give me Dalton. Give me the Saints. Fuck the Bengals. Fuck Joe Burrow and his terrible offensive line. 
this Saints defense could play a little bit, and they're going to absolutely annihilate, absolutely annihilate that atrocious Bengals O-line, maybe the worst O-line in football behind my commanders. They're going to have trouble. That's why this total is very low with a Bengals team that can score a lot. You don't see Bengals totals at 43 very often. Those don't grow on trees. Uh-huh. They don't. They don't. There's a reason that's there today. It's because they are going to lose, and it's going to be a low-scoring, gross, turnover, disgusting game, and it's probably going to be like 20-17. to 17. If we're lucky. are going to win outright. If yeah, we're if lucky. lucky. If we're lucky, yeah. Straight up. Saints plus two. Yep. Bills minus two and a half. Sure. Under 44 in Bucks versus Steelers. Crabs, do a quick recap of yours. Colby, quick recap. And then Colby, after your recap, get into your favorite prop. Steelers plus eight and a half. Love it. Picket season. Dolphins plus three and a half. Don't know the quarterback's name. Don't care. Seahawks plus three. What were they again? Plus two and a half. half. Plus two and a half. Favorite number. Best best spread in football. How could I forget? Except for the Chiefs. Except for the Chiefs. That was why I was hesitant about the Chiefs and the the Bills spread. Because when I see minus two and a half, I usually just nuke the ML. So we'll see what that line ends up. And I hope it closes at three. I'm with you. I do too. It's a good sign. If it closes at three, I'm taking six and a half. I bet you on Sunday when people are listening to this, they're going to be like, what are these people talking about? Two and a half. It's a three. It's at four. It might be a (laughs) time. It might get to time. Colby, do a quick recap, then let's get into your favorite prop. All right, Patriots money line plus 125. Play what you know. Rams, Panthers under 42, and then the Eagles minus six and a half on primetime Sunday night. All right, props. Play what you know. Play what you know. Wow. Jacoby Myers over 50 and a half receiving yards is what I know. He's gone over this total in all three of his games that he's played this season. He went nine for 95, and then he went seven for 111 last week. He is the Patriots' number one wide receiver, whether it's Mac Jones, whether it's Bailey Zappi. They love him. He's getting open. He's really turning into a true number one wide receiver. He's looked really, really good this season. Uh, Cleveland's secondary has been suspect all season. Deontay Johnson went for eight for 84. Mike Williams went 10 for 134 last week. Earlier in the season, Garrett Wilson went eight for 102. They've let number one receivers dominate against them. And then they've been pretty good against the secondary guys, but they're going to let Jacoby cook over 50 and a half seems low, which makes me hesitant, but no, he's smashing that. I also really, really like this one. And if you want to play this one, make sure you use code, just baseball or code, just gridiron. When you download prize picks in order to get a instant deposit match up to $100, Colby, I gotta say, I do like this one. This is this is probably my third favorite. I brought two. I was looking at Jacoby Myers a ton because I thought that 50 and a half. I know he's hit it, but it still just seems really, really high for a rookie quarterback. But the Browns, the Browns secondary is not very good. It's just not very good. They have a couple no, of they're bad. back there. No, they're bad. They're, they're bad. bad. They're and bad. Jacoby Myers. But Krabs, you heard that he's gone over this a bunch of times. What do you think? Yeah, I'm out on that prop. No, thank <laughs> you. I think it's going to be Bill Belichick hand the ball off to our guy Stevenson game. I, I'll be honest with you. Let's hear it. Uh, yeah, well, we can go right into it. Give me Stevenson to score a touchdown at plus 105. He's about to get absolutely fed. No Damian Harris to steal his carries. Bill Belichick, who never speaks, has been coming out acting like this guy's the next fucking Marshawn Lynch. I'm in. As a fantasy owner, as a guy who drafted him too early because I knew he was going to break out, I'm in. 
and I'm taking him to score a touchdown. He's getting paid dirt in this game at plus money. Are you kidding me? Plus 105 for this guy to get in the end zone? He might score twice. Give me Ramondre Stevenson to score a touchdown. When they get inside the five-yard line, they're not going to be pressed to have Bailey Zappi throw the football and fuck up. They're going to want to run the ball a couple times, and it's going to be to Stevenson. And he's going to get in the end zone because he's got that dog in him. What if I said I like both of these props? I think both of them hit. I hope they do. I'm not rooting against them. Seems like you are. No, I'm not. Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled by my comments. I'm rooting for it. I just don't like the prop. I like I like it, Colby. I think Jacoby Myers is a very good play here, especially you play the numbers and the numbers really match up here. While he has gone over, he hasn't gone over in every game. He's gone over in every single game that he's been on the field for most of the snaps. That's different Mm -hmm. when you look at the game log and you see that Jacoby Myers hasn't gone over and maybe two of them. But again, I saw this number, Colby. I think 50 and a half is really high. And it's high for a reason. I would go with that one. Let's talk about another running back in that Dolphins game that we were talking about, Krabs. You know how we said that we have no idea who the name of the quarterback is? We don't need to. You know why? Because it's going to be the Raheem Mostert game. I'm going over 12 fantasy score. When you have a rookie quarterback, what's he going to do? He's going to hand the ball off to Raheem Mostert. We've seen a couple of these Bengals running backs get involved like Chase Edmonds, but Raheem Mostert week after week seems to be the bell cow running back for this Miami Dolphins offense. I think they are going to feed him against a very suspect Vikings defense. It's going to open up play action, and there are going to be a couple of downfield bombs from this new kid, but I think the majority of the offense If the Dolphins are going to win this game, if they're going to keep this game close, they're going to give it to Raheem Mostert, who has been excellent for them. I also think there's a very strong possibility that this Vikings defense gets a little tired. They had a really tough second half against the Bears, and now they're going to go play in the heat in Miami, and they're going to have to deal with the Raheem Mostert. And I think he does very well today. I think he's going to get a ton of carries if I if his carries were on prize picks, I'd be over that. But I think he gets in the end zone. And I think 12 fantasy score for Raheem Mostert is just too low. Krabs, as a Dolphins better, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm rooting for you, and I do not hate it one bit. They're going to try to keep the ball out of Skyler's hands as much as possible. Give it to Mostert. He's going to ball. I can get behind it. It does make a lot of sense, which scares me, for sure. It's true. But I like the Dolphins, and they're going to have to find ways to score, and he's got to be involved. I love that. It makes, I agree. Sometimes it makes too much sense, but it makes for me, so much sense that I'm scared. Yeah. Because the book makes enough sense for us. me. But also, 12 fantasy score, it's kind of high. You know, it's yeah. kind of high for Raheem Mostert. It's not like he's gone over this every game. For good reason. That's a good, that's a good sign. We want that. That's what we're talking about. Colby, what's your next prop? All right. We got the number one rush defense going up against the Falcons. Tyler Algier under 40 and a half, 45 and a half rush yards. San Francisco is allowing three yards per attempt this season. That's freaking insane. Insane. Do we think Tyler Algier is all of a sudden a good running back? Yeah, maybe he'll get a little volume. He's still competing with Huntley for, for touches. He's going to get 10 touches. If he clears 45 and a half rush yards, I will be shocked. The Falcons should be playing from behind this one. Give me Tyler Algier under 45 and a half rush yards. That fires me up, Colby. That's a good one. It's a little bit too high. I think people are going to be on this. They're going to think to themselves, ooh, new Falcons running back. Let's tell this guy. We love his fantasy score. We love everything. And how many touches does he truly get? And even if he does get a lot of touches, this 49ers run defense, they are the best in football. They are 
train engines running down the hill. Krabs, I got to say, I really like this one too. Let's go. I mean, give I me your thoughts. Of approval. I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I need I need more than let's go. I need more than let's go. I'm in. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I didn't cap his I didn't cap that guy at all. So I really don't know, but I can get behind it. See, but there you pitch. go. He doesn't even know who it is. Wow. I know who it is. I didn't cap his freaking. You don't know props. who it is. I know who it is. <laughs> give me a break. Give me your second prop. Uh give me George Kittle. George Kittle hasn't done anything this year. Uh, he's sitting at 43 and a half receiving yards. And this is the perfect matchup for Kittle to finally do something for this team. Okay. And they're not going to need him to block a ton in this matchup. They're just not plain and simple. He's going to go out there and dominate against a Falcons defense that just got cooked by a random tight end. I don't even remember the guy's name. I'm not even going to go back and look, but they got cooked by a random tight end. Someone can check the Carfax for that for me if they want. George Kittle is going to be used more as a receiver, not as a blocker for the first time in a couple of weeks. Uh, and he's going to absolutely soar over his yards prop. Being at 43 and a half is disrespectful. We know he's gotten off to a slow start. You're finally going to see receiver George Kittle do his thing this weekend. I like him to score a touchdown as well. I like his receptions. I like everything. My favorite play is the receiving yards. I think he gets this in two big catches. I really do. It's going to be easy. I do like this one. My only, my favorite part about what you said is they won't need him to block as much because I agree. The Falcons' um, rush defense is not very good, and I think the 49ers can hold their own. You know, I wish Trent Williams was there. That would kind of make me like it even more. I know. Um, And it's just scary to me because it's, you know, Kyle Pitts, George Kittle, the, the story has been that they just aren't being used and that, George Kittle is just converting into the best tackle in football because all he does is block and he's really, really good at it. Mm -hmm. And with the loss of Trent Williams, he's had to do that more, but I agree with you. I don't think he'll have to do that as much in this matchup, but it does scare me. It does scare me a little bit, but it is low. I wonder if it's low for a reason. Well, he hasn't been doing anything. That's probably why it's so freaking low. And for the reasons you just said, he's been literally used as like a six lineman. He really has. Yeah. But the Falcons, like you said, their secondary really fucking sucks. And he's going to exploit it. He's going to exploit it. All right. I'm in. All right. Moving into my last prop. Going back to that Seahawks game. You think the Seahawks are going to score? You think the Cardinals are going to score? But the books are still being disrespectful to Mr. Geno Smith. And if you ask me who I'd rather have, Geno Smith or Russell Wilson, I'm going with my guy, Geno Smith. He looks good. He's making NFL quarterback throws. If you look at PFF, if you look at a lot of these advanced football stats, he is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now. And against this putrid Cardinal secondary at home, Geno Smith is going to have a day, especially with Rashad Penny now out. They're going to get it, give it to Kenneth Walker. I do believe that they will, but I think they're going to rely on Geno Smith's arm against one of the worst secondaries in all of football. 15 and a half is just too low. I like the over in this game, but it almost seems too obvious, but I'm not going to bet it. I agree with Krabs. I think the Seahawks win this one outright, and I think Geno Smith is the cog in the lineup. I think he throws for multiple touchdowns, and I think 15.5 fantasy score is just too low. I'm pairing Raheem Mostert is over with Geno Smith is over with all my bets, and we are not losing. We're not losing, Krabs. We're not losing, Colby. We're not losing. It's not not even an option. And it's It's not not even gambling advice anyway. I do have a bonus pick. Bonus pick. I wow. didn't see this one coming. Bonus Did not. Pick. Did not. Ready? Yes. Give me Eno Benjamin. Wow. 
over 52 rushing yards this week. Do you even know what team that guy plays on? The Cardinals. The Cardinals, sure. And he's the backup. He's filling in for James Conner, who they just ruled out, which is huge. And also Darrell Williams, or Darrell Williams, I forget how you say it. He's going to be out too with a knee injury, okay? Guess what Seattle's defense gave up to running backs last week? 600 yards. They gave up 250 yards on the ground, which is honestly a ridiculous number. I know you gave up. That can be real. Number. I swear to God, they gave up 250 yards on the ground. Well, I Taysom knew it was Hill over helped. 200. Taysom Hill helped. And then the, the week before, they gave up 140 rushing yards to Detroit. And the week before that, they gave up 160 yards to Atlanta. Okay? This defense, rushing-wise, is Swiss cheese. Now they make some. They do have some. They make some turnovers happen. They're decent in that in that uh, department, and you know their secondary is eh, they're okay, but they give up a lot of yards to running backs. And now we're getting a guy, a third string running back, who a lot of people don't even know who he is, at a low number here. I absolutely love his over fifty two and a half rushing yards. Eno Benjamin, remember the name. If he's available in your fantasy leagues this week and you need a running back, you start that guy. You start him. And you're going to be happy. You heard it here first. Crabs, thank you for coming. Colby, sure. again. Or do you have another one, Colby? Yeah, I'm just like, why are we not on this over? Double bonus pick? This Seahawks-Cardinals over. We, we've just, all we talked about was Geno Smith over fancy points. Eno Benjamin over rush yards. Kenneth Walker's going off, apparently. But here's my thing. I don't think the Cardinals are going to put up, like, 25 30 points that don't i think the seahawks are going to put up between 25 to 30 points and i think the cardinals are going to be around 20 to 24 i think this is a it lands on 49 i think it's going to be around the total that's why like i don't i i lean the over i said i I definitely lean the over it's just not something i'm playing and i think it's going to be a geno smith type game it's also hard for the cardinals team i also agree with crabs like this road narrative it's hard to play in seattle just yeah is. fair enough all right i'll leave you with one more thing you can sign off geno wow. smith is a third he's geno smith the third i, I just learned that did you know did that i know that had no clue had no i'm gonna clue. pretend that i knew that i didn't know that thank you guys all for listening <laughs> that's crabs that's colby you can find their twitters in the episode description Everyone knows where to find Colby. He's a just baseball guy. But Krabs is also a just baseball guy. He is writing KBO articles on justbaseball.com. Krabs, let the people know where else they can find you besides your Twitter. That is linked below. That's about it. Hit me up at at Krabs underscore bets. Krabs with a K. I run a show on Book It Sports Twitch every weekday, Monday through Friday from 1230 to 2 p.m. Eastern time. So come check that out on Twitch, Book It Sports uh just absolutely firing off bets left and right crabs all right commanders bears final score prediction so people can roast yeah. you well i'm gonna sound like a freaking idiot and i got the wentz jersey hung up there i have his under interceptions i have this game bet every which way yeah every which way all right we're on here's the same side crabs here's the game script for this game and you guys you'll know how much of an idiot i am or how much of a genius i am because this you'll be hearing this on sunday and i'll keep it quick the commanders are going to run the ball the whole game. Carson Wentz has this arm injury nobody knows about. He's not going to throw the ball that much. I take his under uh, pass attempts, under completions, under passing yards. Uh, they're going to run the living shit out of the ball with their three running backs, all three of them. McKissick, Robinson, 
and Gibson. They're all going to be used a lot on the grounds against that terrible Bears D-line. And we're not going to punt much. Tressway is going to punt less than five times. You heard that here first. Anyone who actually Googles that and checks, you're a real one. That's how the game script's going to go. Final score, I'm going to go 24-17 Commanders. Take command. There it is. I'm commanding. I'm also on the Commanders. I know Colby is also on the Commanders. We're either the smartest podcast in the world or a bunch of idiots. But regardless, none of this was gambling advice.